Somebody ought to go ahead and lift your voice this evening uh, and give him praise uh, because you know uh, where you could have been. Uh, you know where you should have been. Uh, but tonight, uh, you're standing in the house of God. I need somebody that's not ashamed uh, to testify tonight. Uh, I don't deserve to be here. Uh, I should have been dead uh, and sleeping in my grave. Uh, but God's mercy kept me uh, and his grace found me. Uh, and I'm standing here tonight uh, by the grace of Oh. Tell your neighbor it shoulda, it coulda, it woulda been me. Tell them, but God. Whoa, somebody ought to shout over that right there. But God. Hey, anytime you throw that in the equation. But God, I was addicted to drugs. But God, I was on my way to hell. Yes! Ooh, clap your hands one more time and magnify the Lord. Woo! Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Woo! High five at least 10 people on the way to your seat. Uh, tell them I came to give him praise tonight. Come on, tell him I came to give him praise. To, uh, woo! I don't know about you, but I love Thanksgiving. I said I love Thanksgiving. Not because of the turkey and the ham and the greens and the cornbread but because it's one opportunity I get uh, to give God the praise uh, like I haven't praised him all year. That's why we don't, we don't put up any Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving. I just messed with somebody's theology right there. I, I'm, I'm about to cause division in, in households right there. Why not? Because we're too quick to pass over. I said we're too quick to pass over the holiday of Thanksgiving. I don't want nothing to get in front of my Thanksgiving. Before I do anything else, before I make a Christmas list, before I bake cookies, before we put, like, come on, somebody, I'm going to stop in my tracks and I'm going to give God the praise for everything he's done for me. It's liable to get dangerous in this Thanksgiving service tonight. Hallelujah. Woo. My, 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 my. Y'all in trouble because I feel like preaching tonight. I almost wore my tennis shoes. I feel like preaching tonight. I hope you ate your weeds this morning. Hey Amen. I'm excited about what the Lord's doing in this house. How about you? How many of you were blessed by what God did in this place on Sunday? You can be seated for just a moment Sunday morning. Uh, but before I, before I say all of that, let me first say what a privilege it is to have all of our guests in the house of the Lord. Would you help me one more time? Put your hands together. Come on, we can do a little bit better than that. Help me make some noise and welcome all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us tonight. What an honor to have you at our Thanksgiving service tonight. We're so excited that you're here to celebrate with us 
it's going to be a great evening of preaching and faith. And, and uh, we've got a dessert bar and beverages ready to put you into a sugar coma after the service tonight. Amen. It's going to be a great time. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have reminded you. Some of y'all are going to have cake on your mind the whole time I'm preaching and pumpkin pie. But we're, we're so grateful to have you here. This last Sunday morning, what an awesome move of the Holy Ghost we had here on Sunday morning. When the Lord finished in this place, Eli was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. He's here tonight. I think we ought to give God a praise. Come on, I think we ought to give God a praise. Not only was Eli baptized, but Lee was baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, and she received the gift of the Holy Ghost. She's here tonight. Uh, I think we ought to rejoice tonight. Whoa. And then Catherine was baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, and she received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody help me give God a praise tonight. And then Sunday morning at our Port-au-Prince campus in Haiti, Kent Lande was baptized in Jesus' name, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, some of y'all just sitting there looking at me. You ought to rejoice tonight. And then Monday at our Port-au-Prince Port campus, Davidson was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of... How many of you are grateful to be a part of a revival church? Woo! Amen. So many incredible things happening, and uh, we, we just can't, can't hardly contain ourselves. First Lady and I's phones have been ringing off the hook. Uh, I'm telling you, we are in the year of blessing. I said we are in the year of blessing. Our phones have been ringing off the hook with incredible testimony after testimony of what God is doing. And uh, there's no telling what God's going to do before we leave this place tonight. Amen. How many of you are ready to preach with the preacher tonight? Come on, how many? I'll preach faster if you'll preach with me tonight. Stand with me all over the house. We're going to go to the Word of the Lord tonight. The book of Luke chapter 17 is where I want to invite you to read the word of the Lord with me and I'm going to do my best to be as expeditious as possible tonight but I want to share with you what the Lord laid on my heart. I typically uh, am somewhat adverse to thematical preaching that is anchored and centered uh, around holidays and special events uh, I, I tend to be a little bit adverse. I feel sometimes like chained to those kinds of things. But it just so happens that God has laid on my heart a Thanksgiving message tonight. Amen. Amen. And uh, so I, I want to visit this text. And I, I just, I want to approach these verses exegetically tonight and I'm just going to work my way through until we stumble upon what God has for us tonight. Is that all right? Luke chapter 17 verse number 11 is where I will begin reading tonight. It says, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. 
and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan and Jesus answering said were there not ten cleansed but where are the nine there are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger and he said unto him arise and go thy way thy faith hath made thee whole there are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger and he said unto him arise go thy way thy faith hath made thee whole and for a few moments tonight I simply want to preach stranger faith stranger faith I wish you'd put your Bible down and one more time Clap your hands like you lost your mind in this place and give God some praise on this Thanksgiving week, Tuesday night service. You ought to clap your hands till they feel like they're going to fall off tonight and let the God that you serve know how grateful you are to be alive in this house. Come on, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord tonight. Woo. You promised to preach with me. You may be seated tonight. Now, I asked them for a hand towel because I forgot mine. And they didn't bring me a normal hand towel. They brought me a beach towel. Twice the amount of cloth. That must mean they're ready for me to preach twice as long as I normally do tonight. Some of y'all going to go to hell on a scholarship for lying clapping your hands over that statement you know you don't want me to preach twice as long as normal hallelujah it is important as you begin to read this text that that you are careful not to miss some of the revelation in this story oftentimes uh, there are two uh, things that can create an ineffective moment in studying scripture one of them is uh, when we are so completely unfamiliar with text that the preacher has to uh, spend an enormous amount of energy and time creating context in order for us to be able to have a foundation that we can use to understand the message of, of the word that is being presented to us. The other end of the spectrum is when a preacher tries to preach or teach from a text that is very familiar to the audience because you run the, the danger of people jumping to conclusions that they already know where you're going in your sermon and they have already concluded that they've heard it before, they know it before. Uh, but I submit to you tonight that there are a few things in the text that I want to bring to you for your consideration tonight. Uh, and uh, the more you shout, the faster I'm going to preach tonight. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. That, that's, that, that's about a, an hour and a half sermon level shouting right there. Yeah, okay, now we're down to about 60 minutes of preaching, right? Okay, that might make it to 45 minutes of preaching right there. Maybe 40 minutes of preaching right there. Let's see what happens. The Bible says that Jesus, uh, as he is on his way uh, to Jerusalem, uh, that he passes through the midst uh, of Samaria and Galilee. 
And the scripture declares that he enters a particular village. And it is here in the village that the Bible says there met him 10 men that were lepers. The first theological point that I want to make tonight is that you understand leprosy in scripture is always reminiscent of sin. It is indicative of the effects of sin in the life of an individual. And so we can surmise from this that when the Bible says that there were 10 lepers that met him there, numerology is important and I don't have time to get into it, sufficeth to say that the Lord points out to us that he counted and numbered the amount of people that approached him in the village that were lepers. Let me say this tonight, that there is nobody under the sound of my voice uh, that is exempt from the status uh, of being able to say that I'm nothing uh, but a leper that's been healed. Uh, I'm nothing but a person uh, who was a sinner uh, that God found in, I just need about 10 honest people in the building. Uh, if you were to take away the nice suit uh, and the nice tie uh, and the pretty dresses in the building, uh, there is not just 10 lepers in the building, uh, but you're in a leper colony tonight. Uh, you're in a colony of people uh, that have a testimony uh, that we're nothing but a bunch of lepers uh, that found Jesus one day uh, and he healed us uh, of our sin uh, and he delivered us uh, of all of our sinful uh, disease. That's why we can't come up in here uh, acting bougie and cute uh, like we've been saved our whole life with angels winks. Uh, honey, I I've got a reason to give God the praise. If you only knew where God brought me from, if you only understood the stain of sin that was on my life, I'm nothing but a leper that God found one day and put his hand on me and healed me and delivered. I just need some people to give God a praise tonight because he found you. I just need a few people to give God praise tonight uh, because he didn't leave you in sin. Uh, he didn't leave you in trouble. Uh, he didn't leave you full of disease. Uh, he didn't leave you in addiction. Uh, he didn't leave you in your mess. Uh, but he found you one day uh, and he picked you up uh, and he turned you around. We're all a bunch of lepers you go preach the gospel you're just one leper telling another leper where Jesus is uh huh but he finds these ten lepers and the Bible says they stood afar off now there's a reason why they stood afar off because in the society of that day if you had leprosy you were excommunicated from the rest of society. It was illegal for you to walk amongst the general population. It was prohibited. You could not live in the same neighborhoods. You, you could not interact uh, with everybody else. Uh, you had to remain separated. Uh, you had to maintain a particular distance uh, from everybody else. Uh, and whenever you were approaching people uh, from a long way off, uh, you had to cover your mouth uh, and you would have to announce uh, leper. A leper is coming. Uh, you, you would have to warn people uh, if you don't want to be infected with what I have. Uh, I, I want to give you a warning that I'm coming uh, this direction. <laughs> and so when Jesus uh, comes into the city, here are 10 men uh, that are separated from society. Uh, but the Bible says uh, that when they see uh, Jesus, uh, that they begin to lift up their voice uh, and they begin to cry out. Uh, and they said, Jesus, uh, Master, uh, have mercy on us. They decided that we're going to die 
if something doesn't happen. Uh, and we've heard about this man, Jesus. Uh, and so this is our only hope. Uh, we're going to risk everything uh, and see if we can get his attention. Uh, and Brother Collins, it wasn't uh, just that they lifted their voice uh, and said, Jesus. Uh, but there's something else the text points out. Uh, they said, Jesus. Uh, Master, not lowercase m as in translated to rabboni or rabbi or teacher, but it's capital M. What they were saying is, Jesus, the one who controls everything, the one that's in charge of everything. You hear me, somebody? If you ever want to get God's attention in your situation, you just lift your voice and call on him and say master you're the master of the sea you're the master of the wind everything has to obey your voice everything has to do what you said to do somebody in the building if you need God to move in your situation if you need God to fix something just stand to your feet Lift your voice and shout, Jesus, Master, Jesus, my Savior, Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lion of Judah, the Lamb slain from the foundation, the bright and morning star, the fairest of 10,000, the wheel in the middle of the wheel, the root out of Jesse, the kinsman redeemer, the firstborn from the dead, the Lion of Judah, and the Lamb slain from the foundation. Jesus, Master, when he heard him say Master, it triggered something in him. When he heard him say Master, he understood that they had a revelation that he could do anything. He knew they understood that whatever he said, it has to be. He understood they had a revelation that if I'm the master, there's nothing beyond my control. There's nothing outside of my authority. There's nothing. Somebody shout Jesus. Shout master over my situation. Master over my sin. Master over my tribulation. Master over my circumstance. Master over my dilemma. Master over my challenges. Master over my finances. Master over my health. Somebody shout Jesus. Master. He's a master. There's nothing that can defy his authority. There's nothing when Jesus says it, it has to be so. He calls things that are not as though they already were because he has the power to make them become what they're supposed to be. I believe this is what got his attention. It wasn't just Jesus. They said, Jesus, master. When they said master, he said, oh, somebody understands something about me. When they said master, he said, that's somebody who understands and recognizes my power. That's somebody that recognizes. You see, some people come into the house of God and they don't even recognize the potential of the power that's in the building tonight. If you only understood the authority of the God that you serve, you would understand there's nothing too big for him. There's no sickness too great. There's no mountain too high. There's no valley too low. When you walk in to the presence of the king, when you walk to the presence lift your voice and shout master 
With men it is impossible, but with God, all things, all things, all things are possible to them that believe. to them go show yourself unto the priest <laughs> see this is what I'm talking about we miss these little nuances because if you understood the Levitical process and protocol for the cleansing of a leper before they could go to the priest they had to be healed read it in your Bible before the priest would perform the cleansing ritual and declare them clean, they first had to be healed of the leprosy. But before they were healed, he said, I want you to go and show yourself to the priest. I want you to walk in a direction that you're not yet qualified for. I want you to start on a journey that you are not yet licensed to take and start walking. But God, I'm not supposed to be able to go there. I'm not supposed to just start doing what I said to do. And the Bible says that as they went, some of y'all are missing it, as they went, they were healed. You know what God was saying? I'm going to heal you on the way. Your miracle is going to come on the way. Some of us are waiting for the miracle before we make the move. But God said, I want you to make the move. And then I'll bring the miracle. While you're on your way, I'll bring the provision. While you're on your way, I'll open the door. While you're on your way, somebody in the building this evening needs to make up in your mind. I don't care what it looks like right now. If God said it, then it's time to move. If God said it, I've got to respond. Your miracle is going to come while you're on the way. Get up out of your house and do what God said to do. Get up out of your house. You might not have the resources. You might not have the answers. You might not have the game plan. But if you'll do what God said to do, the miracle came while they were on their way. Who's got enough faith in the building to say, I don't have it yet, but I'm going to run empty-handed. I don't have it yet, but I'm going to run empty-handed. It's going to come to me on the way. It's going to come to me while I'm going. Somebody in this building, your miracle is on the way.
this. This was the faith of Abraham. When he's headed to the mountain and his son says, Dad, I see the fire and the wood, but where's the sacrifice? He's already marching up the mountain. He already made up his mind. I'm going where God said to go. With the wood in his hand, with the fire in the other hand, uh, he said, I don't have the answer, uh, but I'll tell you this, uh, God uh, will uh, provide. I came to preach to somebody. Uh, start climbing that mountain. Uh, start walking down that road. Uh, start moving according to God's word. Uh, you may not have it right now, uh, but when you start to move, uh, your miracle is coming uh, on the way. hurry I'm only three verses in and as they went they were cleansed on the way the healing took place on the way to the priest I started my journey a leper but by the time I got to my destiny I was healed started my journey with no answers but by the time I got there God put it all in place for me I started my journey empty handed but by the time I arrived where God said to go everything I needed was in my and the Bible says that one of them tell your neighbor one of them when he saw that he was healed that tells me that his whole journey he was walking in expectation so, see y'all missing that right there that tells me the entire time he was walking his focus was he was expecting it to happen I'm looking for my miracle I'm looking for my healing. I can't worry about you because I'm too busy with my eyes waiting for what God has. I can't get mad at you and be a hater over your blessing because I'm too busy waiting on what God said he had for me. Who am I preaching to in the building? Get your eyes off your brother and your sister. What God has for you is for you. And if you'll do what God's saw he was healed I, I don't know all of the nuances and in the absence of, of text I, I want to refrain from filling in the blanks I, I don't know what the other nine were doing it didn't say that they saw or noticed I don't know what they were doing but this one had his eyes on what he was expecting from God and when he saw he was healed he stopped and he turned back. My, 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 I can't get psyched. If I stop there, we'll never make it to the rest of the message. But you had better have enough faith and understanding that when God comes through, you better stop whatever you're doing and give God the praise. Come on. You better start. Don't you ever forget where it came from. Don't you? Oh, I'm going to preach. I got to preach for a minute. Too many people. They may have had a little Thanksgiving when God first did it. We call it that new convert praise. They're so grateful. Why? Because they remember. They remember the leprosy. But too many people get amnesia. The longer they live for God and the more God blesses them, they start forgetting about the hell they were in. They start forgetting about the leprosy. And pretty soon they're walking along like they've always had their act together, baby. If you want the blessing of God in your life, you better live every day of your life stopping and turning back and giving God the glory for everything that he has.
your Gucci tie and your Louis Vuitton purse. Can I tell you how you're going to defeat the devil? The book of Revelation said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. When the enemy comes against me, I don't step to him in a suit and tie. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know I am the bishop of this great and marvelous house of God? Don't you know who I am? No. When he comes against me, I'm like David in front of Goliath that said there was a bear that came against me and God anointed me to kill the bear and there was a lion that came against me on the back side of a hill and God anointed me back there and the same God that had anointed a 14 year old boy from the hood is the same God don't let this suit fool you I'm still a child of the king and the same God that brought me out is the same God that's going to bring me in. I start reminding the devil of who I used to be and what God did for me back then. And so he turns back and the Bible says that with a loud voice he glorified God. Can I preach that for a minute tonight? Thanksgiving, pun intended, Thanksgiving has a loud voice. I declare war on dead church. I declare war on library church. Baby, there's a time to be quiet in your prayer closet. Uh, but when it's time to thank God, uh, you don't do it with a little voice. Uh, you got to make a loud voice. I wish somebody in the building uh, would really get in the thanksgiving spirit tonight uh, and lift your voice uh, and glorify God uh, with a loud voice. Don't you dare sit there quiet. Uh, don't you dare sit there with no sound. God's been too good to you. God's been too good to somebody lift your Now I've had some people try to say, well. The only reason that he had to lift his voice is because they were standing far away. And so they had to say it loud so Jesus could hear them. Somewhere in the text, they went from being far away because the next verse says that he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God, listen, and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks he wasn't lifting his voice to try to speak across the road uh, he was standing at the feet of Jesus uh, lifting listen uh, somebody said uh, it doesn't take all that noise uh, let me tell you something baby uh, God isn't nervous uh, I said God isn't nervous uh, and Psalm 150 says uh, to give him a loud praise uh, in one place, uh, the Bible says to make uh, a joyful uh, noise unto the Lord. I dare somebody to give him a loud praise tonight. I dare you to give him a loud praise. I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. And he fell down on his face at his feet. 
giving him thanks. Listen, detail. And he was a Samaritan. This is critical information because the Samaritans were a mixed breed. They were the result of God's people, Jews, who remained after the exile in 723 BC when the Assyrians conquered the northern territories of Israel. These were the Jewish people that still remained and did not take unto themselves Jewish wives, but they took unto themselves wives that were heathen. And so the byproduct of their marriage were these people that were known as Samaritans. In other words, they weren't raised under the proper protocols of the church. They weren't raised from the time they had a binky in their mouth, knowing how to do everything just the way God said, no, 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 no. This was a mixed breed. It was the product of a man who said, I love this woman, even though she's not a Jew. I love her. And it's a picture of Jesus to the Gentiles who said, I love these people and I'm going to bring them in. Come on, I need some help in the building. Come on, he, he was, this leper was a mixed breed. He was a Samaritan. He didn't have the privilege. He didn't have the, the, the aristocracy of being a Jew. He didn't have the refined pedigree of being raised in the house of God. He was just a sinner in Samaria that a man named Jesus found as a leper. That's all he had, Sister Tabitha. He wasn't raised underneath the church pew. He was raised underneath a bar stool. I can't get no help up in this Holy Ghost church. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten that were cleansed? But where are the nine? If I was standing there that day, I would say, you know what? I can't speak for everybody else, but here I am, Jesus. I can't worry about whether somebody else is going to give him the praise on Tuesday night, Sister Teresa. God, they may be able to sit on a pew, but here I am. Where are the nine? I can't tell. I can't speak for everybody else, but you better believe I'm going to run the aisles. I can't explain why they're not running the aisles, but here I am. I can't explain why they're not dancing, but here I am. I can't explain why they're not shouting, but here I am. Hey! Where are the nine? I don't know. But God, I'm the one. I almost had a hood title for my message tonight. Almost had a hood title. Y'all ever had one of those days? Somebody tried you and they didn't know you? And you had to look at him and say, baby, I'm not the one. I almost preached tonight. I am the one. If you don't praise him, get out of my way. Because I'm going to give God a praise tonight. If you don't want to praise him, you might want to get off of my pew. Because by the time this service gets over, I'm going to bust for the aisle. Because I'm the one. I'm the one that's going to give him the praise. I've got too much to be thankful for. i got too much to be grateful for. I just need the one tonight. I just need the one tonight. Tell your neighbor, excuse me. I need a little room to give him praise. Excuse me for a moment while I shout over what God did for me. Excuse me for a moment while I dance. 
rescued? Where's the rest of the people I delivered? Didn't I save them? Didn't I bring them out? Didn't I heal their body? Didn't I rescue them? Where's their praise? Where's their, I don't know, God. All I can say is here I am. demographic breakdown of the ten lepers it does not give us the ethnocentricity of their backgrounds we don't know which countries they were from what their genetic makeup was we don't know any of those things because in the mind of God there were two people at this point there was his people that were the Jews that had been handed everything that had been given the law that had been raised from the time they were children and then there were the Samaritans whom he refers to as strangers these people don't have an ounce of what they have they didn't have half the opportunities they didn't have half the privilege they didn't have half of what those other people where are they at the ones that should have been giving me the praise and you're gonna tell me the only one here is this stranger you better believe it because I got a reason to give him the praise baby you can sit there if you want to but nobody knows like I know what the Lord did for me I grew up on East 8th Street on the east side of the hood messing around in the world I wasn't raised in this I was a stranger when God found me so if you think I'm gonna walk up in here and take this for granted you better be out of your mind I'm never gonna stop praising him I'm never somebody in the building that's a stranger ought to give him the praise somebody that knows somebody that remembers somebody who thanks God give him a praise in this strangers up in this building uh, that shouldn't even be here today uh, it's only by the grace of God uh, that he came through Samaria and found me uh, it's only by the grace of God uh, that he came through Capernaum uh, and found me uh, I've got to get he said there's something different about this praise uh, there's something different about this person uh, they're not taking it for granted uh, they're not tired of giving me the praise uh, their testimony hasn't become old news they still remember the story they're still thankful they're still grateful the longer you live for God the greater your praise ought to become I'm tired of saints of God that the longer they live for God the less they give God the praise the less they get involved they get into this mode I've been there done that this is old news to me baby you got an issue and you got a problem you need a fresh reminder that you're nobody without God you need a fresh reminder of where God brought you because something happens they got their miracle on the way they were healed on the way the leprosy disappeared but if you know anything about leprosy when it is finished it rots away the body 
because it kills the nerves and there's a whole sequence of, of, of byproduct results that happened as a result of this and, and, and they could be identified because many times they would have missing fingers and, and, and feet that had, that had rotted off their foot because of an injury that they couldn't feel and all kind of issues and, and, and so this was the result and, and they were healed of the leprosy on the way I don't have the leprosy anymore look at it's all gone there's no more dark spots my skin is all healed up I've been healed but when they stopped to give thanks he unlocked a second dimension of the miraculous and Jesus said not only are you going to be healed but your faith has made you whole what was his faith he said I'm going to account your thanksgiving as faith when you turned around and gave me the praise it unlocked a new dimension of the miraculous and not only are you going to be healed but now I'm going to make you whole translation everything that sin took from you I'm going to give it back from you. I'm going to give it back to you. Somebody ought to shout in this place. If you ever felt like you lost something to the world, just start giving him thanks. Just start giving. I'm preaching about stranger faith. Somebody lift your hands and magnify me. dare somebody to take about 60 seconds and praise him like you lost your mind. Praise him. I want it all back. I want it all back. Everything that leprosy took from me.
shakes his hand in this building tonight. So, as we go into the rest of this week, I'm going to enjoy some chicken. I'm going to enjoy some pumpkin pie. I'm going to have fun with friends and family. But my focus this week is going to be on giving him thanks. Come on, I said my focus is going to be on giving him thanks. I don't care what you're in the middle of right now. You got a reason to thank him. If God doesn't do another thing for you, who am I talking to? If God never answers another prayer, Brother Dale, he saved my life. If he never does another thing for me, I'll praise him till the day I die. If God never opens another door, if God never does another thing in my life, I've already got a reason to thank him until I take my last breath. One more time, stand to your feet and lift your hands all over this house and give him a praise. Come on, in the name of Jesus. strangers to stop and settle down strangers are the ones you got to tell hey uh, that's enough you can bring it down now strangers are the ones you got to say hey uh, let's settle down now it's already time to strangers are the ones that you can't stop them uh, from giving God the praise one thing I'm thankful for tonight I'm thankful for this church come on if you feel that way why don't you give God a praise come on let's give God a praise for this incredible house that he's given us come on let's give God a great praise for the wonderful things hallelujah I wonder if you would make a commitment Make a covenant with your mind and with your mouth this week that I will let no corrupt communication I'm not going to let a single complaint come out of my mouth this week I wish I had more than 20 people that were with me tonight I'm going to make a covenant I'm not going to let a single complaint. If they burn the turkey, I ain't going to say nothing. Some of y'all like, hey, you're pushing it now. You're pushing it. I got too much to be thankful for. You can't be thankful and complain at the same time. Sweet and bitter water can't come from the same fountain. let thankfulness be in my heart this week. Amen, somebody. Are you grateful tonight? Please remember to continue to pray for the many, many, many families that are traveling during this season and on the road back and forth. And God's hand would be upon them. And Why don't you find about 20, 30 people tonight? Tell them how much you love them. Check on them. Make sure they got somewhere to be for Thanksgiving. And we want to invite you tonight. We've prepared some delicious Thanksgiving treats out in the foyer. We want you to just hang out and uh, enjoy a great time of fellowship tonight. God bless you. There will be no midweek.